and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end of it because uh, I needed an excuse to fuel my alcohol habit, which I, I really don't have a habit. I don't drink very often. Uh, tonight is one of those nights, actually. Uh, I have to speak bilingually. I'll explain. Partisans follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host. I am known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me. S-H-U-J-I-N. Let me go ahead and introduce you to a truncated group at the moment. We'll kind of work it from there and see how it plays out. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card, Dallin, good evening. Good evening. And uh, south and uh, to the right of me a little bit, uh, outside of... Uh, <laughs> where stuff is heating up yet again figuratively literally unrenewed tech good morning god i hate that blur thing yep <laughs> it it's fails every time yeah it's not like you're working with a with uh, one of those red cameras i mean it, it is what it is well you know i don't have donations coming in for that you know to do the work of some sky daddy yeah and <laughs> and even if i did have that i probably wouldn't end up spending the money on it like i said i would because you know you, you know what all you got to do is just shoot a few more vertical videos at a starbucks demanding a particular color of a cup you'll be just fine you know that that's the sad thing we all there are so many atheists out there that if we decided to get together and scam the religious right we could take them for every penny oh don't get me wrong we I've could actually, take I've them thought for about it. every now you see, single last well, no, nickel no, and dime. no 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 only about 10 percent of that money remember there's only so much that even we are willing to go ahead and do yeah but the other <laughs> but thing you know too, what i'm saying is yeah we could play the game so much better yeah the the, the trouble is you know there's the old adage of um Getting a bunch of atheists together to do something is like hurting cats. <laughs> no, it's more of the case of, you know, we all have disagreements. Atheists are as diverse as religious people. We have atheists who are pro-life and ones are pro-choice. Ones are pro-gun and other are pro-gun control, which pro-gun and pro-gun control are not mutually exclusive unless you're a member of the NRA. Um, Felis, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I just want to interrupt your Felis. Um, I'm going to counter that with uh, one phrase, 501c3, Yep, which is a tax-free organization, which is what the churches are right now. And look, if, if the Satan, if the Satanist temple can attain that status, I, I think I'm pretty sure any one of us could at this point. Well, any of you guys south of the border up here might be a little bit tougher. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just, we know how to play the game because it's yeah. been played on us and we finally woke up to it. Yeah. But the trouble is, um, I, I think a lot of us are too busy reading r slash pro revenge to actually come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> so let me go ahead. I, I, pro revenge is great though. I know. <laughs> I just discovered There's, it this week. Holy oh, shit. Oh, this week, dude, I've been reading it for the last year and a half. That thing well, is filled with Schadenfreude. Dude, I, dude, pro revenge is what we used to call techcomedy.com. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, okay, fine. But the thing is, I, all that, I was just derping around on YouTube a couple of, a couple of earlier this week 
And all of a sudden, somehow this thing pops up on my suggested for, you know, let me read you a pro revenge story. I'm listening to this. I'm like, did that actually happen? Just watch out for nuclear revenge. That one. Oh, no, 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 little, no, 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 no. That no, one no. can be a little cringy. Supernova we'll, revenge. We'll, 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 yes. deal, we'll, we'll deal with all that. We'll By the way, a little known, a little known fact. There's one called tasty revenge. That one's oh, cool. Haven't seen that one yet. It's there. Fair enough. Uh, for those of you that are watching, uh, yes, Joseph was just here and is gone again because he can't hear anybody, and we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that in a little bit. So in the meantime, for those of you that are watching live, of course, there are a couple of you. Thank you very much, as always. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we know for well, Felix is there. Doc Wax is there. Uh, Trippin, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Good to have you. And as I was mentioning, yes, I do actually have uh, a we're getting rid of it purchase uh, kind of locally. So tonight, I'm actually trying out Modelo. Oh, Modelo, good stuff. I don't know. I've, hmm. I've again, another one I've never tried before. It was on a closeout at uh, the gas station. So it was like, pfft, why not? It's 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 one I've never tried before. So yeah. Let's yeah. script the name. You see, this is going to be great because um, tomorrow I have to put I together the uh, a chili for a pot like that's happening uh, when I go home uh, next weekend. But it's also going to be stinking hot in the place. So I'm going to use that excuse to drive north to my favorite little beer store and go check out all the stuff that they've been advertising on Facebook this week because, oh my, they've brought back the Mirito on tap. The 64-ounce growler is coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if we've got you. Joseph, uh, never mind. actually there? Joseph, can you hear us? Hello. Uh, yeah, now now I can. There, there we you go. are. So By the way, I was wrong about Tasty Revenge. It just reroutes back to Petty Revenge. That's okay. Never, skip it over. So from over the water into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you. Uh, by the way, a uh, little something I told the guys uh, before we went to air. Uh, you remember how we, we occasionally have the small problem of uh, you don't really know what's going on uh, ahead of time until you just kind of get here? Uh, I was, yeah. yeah, I was over on the, uh, I was managing the Facebook stuff and I went to check. There is still for several months now a pending invite for you to the HCTV Facebook page. So you're not getting notices because you haven't actually officially joined the page yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you can see how important Facebook is to me. That's 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 fine. I kind of I kind of figured as much, but it was a matter of I just saw that it's just like, hmm. I wonder why that. Oh, that long is it? Okay, well that, that explains a lot. Can you send that again? I don't know. Actually, I think I, I looked at I I will check. I will check later and see what I can do about that. Okay. But uh, For the, in, in the meantime, I'll look through. Uh, I, I don't even know where to find my invite. I, um, I, anyway. Don't worry about that. So anyway, <clears throat> so uh, for those that are wondering, I do still have my Luna. The fun has been doubled mug because uh, there's reasons uh, which by the way 
I did get to thank the guys that I bought this. Sorry, I didn't buy this one. They gave to me, which I'm I'm still terribly, terribly thankful for. And every time I go to Anthrocon, they're there. I go over, I say hi, I check in on them, and let them know that you know I'm still grateful, still thankful, and it's still going for me. Okay, so uh, this is one of those ones where I'm supposed to pour this very carefully to not get ahead on it, I'm assuming, Dallin, right? Yeah, well, the, the, the trick is to tilt the glass while you're tilting the uh, the, the can. So, there you go. I'm assuming. So. Yeah. Ah! And then just slowly tilt the glass back up, and you'll see that the head doesn't form. That's or a good one to say. I, I, I'm not being racist here, okay? I'm, I, I'm being serious. I like that with a taco. Hmm. See? Look at that. Now, okay. Where does that come from, you may ask? That comes from four years of pouring beer for the Calgary Flames at the Saddle Dome while I was ah. in college. Well, there you go. Small you know where I learned college. how to do that? College. 12 years old after mowing a lawn with my dad. Yeah, you see, the only thing my dad had at the time was a beer called Cool Spring, and it was like a, a light beer, something along the lines of Coors Light. Well, he taught me to do it with the Genesee Cream Ale because if you just <clears throat> take a Genesee Cream Ale and go like this, you get a head that's like three times the size of the glass. Yeah. See, th this is why pouring things like Guinness is an art. Yes. Because of that very reason. I love getting served a pint of Guinness from somebody mm. who's actually certified by Guinness to pour one. The James Joyce in downtown Calgary is an authentic Irish pub where you actually walk up to the bar and you can say, I'll have a pint of English or I'll have a pint of Irish. They're both Guinness. The difference is the temperature at which they're poured. Oh, there you go. Uh, Irish. And they know the difference. That's great. That is, that's a, yep. that's a bar I would frequent. And, and, oh, and the food. Oh, I used to they have good fish and chips. Well, I used to go there for St. Patty's day and, uh, yeah, fish and chips. If you want, but you can, chips. no, but they, they do a wicked Irish stew. Let me tell you, like I said, it's an authentic Irish bar. I'm not a fan of stews. That's a problem, but I am a, I'm a lover of fish. Hmm. That's okay. I've got a few I'm, places I could take you around here. <laughs> dude, yeah, I have got to come up to for a visit up there. Mm -hmm. I need to see Canada. Yeah. So a couple things. Uh, item one, I'm getting complaints that I did not freeze my mug. Uh, yeah, th there's reasons for that. Uh, mostly just poor planning on my part. So poor, pri pri what was it? Prior or poor prior planning. I forgot what the hell that thing goes. Somebody yeah, else yeah. knows well, it. You know, Trippin. No, I know. I know which one you're talking about. Trippin. I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I think the only time I've ever had beer out of a frozen mug was when I was in Mexico. Yeah. Well, this one does say brewed in Mexico, by the way. Oh, I'm looking on the bottle to see the can. Sorry, mm -hmm. if there's any kind of a, a an expiration of any kind. Uh, I don't see anything on the side. I don't see anything on the top. And the screw you if you think that I'm going to turn it upside down because there's still a little bit left in there. Uh, I'll I'll tell you this. I ain't that stupid. Shujin. You can usually tell when a beer goes bad, and I can tell you how. When a beer goes bad, it goes what we call skunky, which means when you sniff it, it smells almost like a skunk. No. Unless it's um, uh, Corona in the clear bottle, because it always smells like shit. Okay. So the question... <laughs> I actually did not know that, so thank you for teaching me something new. Yep. Uh, so the question is uh, not enough room. Uh yeah, there's uh, 
there's the top of just it. And I enough. Think this is, yeah. I, technically, there's a, enough that I could probably get the very last, but uh, we will see. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of foaming coming from the bottom of this sucker. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's, that's a good pour. Right. Neat little trick. If your beer ever seems to have stopped uh, fizzing, and you know there's still plenty of carbonation uh, via taste in there, but you want that fizz to be happening, just take a light little sprinkle of salt over the top. It'll cause it to fizz right back up again. I'll pass. But but don't keep doing that. Otherwise, you're really going to salt your beer. Well, that's yeah. I'll, I'll pass on that. So, Chaim, um, Chaim. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have enough phlegm in my throat for that one. Chaim. Probably sounds better than the original German. Um, okay, it's not bad. It's still kind of beer, but it's it's not as bad as what I was afraid of. Yeah, it's great with the taco, man. Yeah, you, so it's probably you, it's 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 most like like a lighter a lighter brew, not as hoppy. It's a little more commercial than um, a craft beer. Yep, Modelo Cerveza mm-hmm. Especial. Yeah. Like Any, anything that's got some right. decent seasoning going on, that's a great pair with Pilsner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I when I was in Mexico, um, I got to try a couple of different types of Corona because uh, let me put it this way: the stuff we get up here, this shit. the stuff they advertise about, you know, on the beach and everything like that, that ain't the good stuff. No. There's there's another one down there. It actually comes in a brown bottle. That's the stuff. Dude, as soon as you cross the border with alcohol into America, it's got to ha- it has to stay within guidelines of a certain percentage of alcohol by volume, depending on what kind of alcohol it is oh, and where you're selling it and everything else. And it's I just understand. like I, I that, understand that. That, that. That's why it's really fun to watch Americans who have no concept of this go to Canada, get a beer, and fall out of their chair. At to be fair, fair, to be fair, I have had a couple of of kick you in the ass craft beers in the states uh anybody who was at the last anthrocon i was at i think back in 2015 you know exactly what the hell i'm talking about why because me elector fencer and about 20 other people from ac got falling down face drunk at the church and let me tell you there were some beers there that would put a few canadian beers to shame yeah, one of these years I gotta I gotta finally find my way over there. We're gonna we gotta see about that. Anyway, um, so let's go ahead and uh, get everything rolling over here. Tripping is saying uh, Southern U.S. alcohol content is eight percent. Uh, okay. That would explain some of the beers I had down in Oklahoma. It, it could very well be, but uh, for the moment, uh, like I said, it's not bad. It's it's not as it's not as bad as a lot of other ones that I've had, where it's just yep. like, sip. It's like, mm, no. Yep. The downside is uh, because of the way that the can was, I kind of got some on the tabletop. Hmm. Nothing in the keyboard, at least. Because remember, this is a PC keyboard, not an Amiga keyboard. I can't run this through the dishwasher. <laughs> Amiga keyboards, you could do that with. I remember. I remember. So, okay, not so bad. So we will see how this uh, we'll see how this plays out. Meanwhile, of course, let me go and uh, get us actually properly running, and we'll kind of go from here. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle, and I wrote down notes this time. Gives you an idea. Starts right now. I went ahead and I was trying to figure out what to write about, and uh, I put something over in the Discord, which 
kind of I, I did it because I didn't want to lose track of the idea. My little one has been to the Buffalo Institute for Genocide and Human Rights. I forget exactly what the name of the group is off the top of my head. We are going to have the head of the organization on the show in the near future because there's a there's a thing that's happening with this that I want him to get some uh, some publicity for, be that as it may. But one of the ideas was, uh, I suddenly had this idea, because it is now pool season, I, I had an idea in my head. And I, I can't tell you exactly off the top of my head what it came from. I'm pretty sure it was because one of the groups of students, yes, we're talking like upwards of high school, they were supposed to come up with some mock ideas on how to help put together a fundraiser of sorts. And they're, they're mock-ups. And one of them was for the homelessness issue, as I recall. Or at least it got me to thinking about it. Because, well, we end up hearing a lot about, well, why aren't we helping the people who are homeless here at home already before we take care of everybody else okay well let's let's kind of think about that and i went ahead and i checked to find out what the national lottery otherwise known as powerball is currently according to the numbers i came up with it said that currently powerball excuse me the powerball lottery is in the 550 million dollar point now, this is not nearly the largest that it's been. You remember, at one point, it was upwards of $1 billion plus. However, going with $550 million, I thought, okay, that's a lot of money. Let me go looking for some information. And I did. I, I did a cursory look to find out how much a plot of land I know there's some people who know me as a brony who are giggling right about now. Shut up. Rough, roughly a plot of land of approximately 0.15 of an acre. Now, where I grew up on Long Island, we had a third of an acre, so 0.3 acre. And it was a good enough size for a family of five with two cars and property enough to be able to you know, run around on. So I thought, okay, according to the numbers, Western New York or WNYHomeless.org says that in Erie County, where Buffalo is located, Erie County has approximately 5,700 homeless people. I'm finagling the numbers a little bit, so just bear with me a little bit. Roughly 5,700 people, 25% of which are children. Keep that in mind. However, we are also looking at 70% are single adults. Of them, 70% are male. So of the people that we're dealing with, the vast majority are single men in the homelessness area here. What kills me, though, is to find out that according to their statistics, in Erie County, African-Americans make up approximately 13% of the population. 52% of the people that are homeless, according to this group, 
are people of color, African-American. So like I said, I was doing the numbers. And a cursory look of 23 properties in very close to the Buffalo area that are residential had an average of approximately $25,000 at 0.15 acre. Enough room for a person, a small house, and enough to have room for a car, maybe a garden. You get the idea. Cheapest that I was uh, figuring out, well, who does low-income housing? Well, uh, let's see. Habitat for Humanity. They'll do a house for $90,000. I'm technically out of time, but I don't care. I'm going to keep going on this one. If you were to go ahead and say a $90,000 house by Habitat for Humanity plus $25,000 as an average at 0.15 acre, you're talking about $115,000. The Powerball, if that was put towards the homeless issue specifically, you would then have housing specifically 47 sorry 4782 houses we're not talking any extra amenities we're not talking power we're not talking water we're not talking cable we're not talking about anything like that just housing paid for outright done how many people would that serve Okay, let's say um, all of them. All of them. If you were to take a quarter of that money, if you were to get a quarter of it, if you took a lump sum, paid off everything, a quarter of that, you would have over 1,100 houses that could be put together. And how many people would that help? How many families, how many people could be just off the street, given an opportunity to put themselves back into shape, to make themselves somebody again, to have somewhere where they can have the dignity to say, I have a home. What does a pool have to do with it? Simple. All we would have to do is pool our money. Don't we already have more than enough places that are intended for exactly that? GoFundMe, Patreon, Coffee, Kickstarter. There are plenty of opportunities to do exactly this. It's just a matter of actually hunkering down in pooling our resources. Or, you know, here in the States, we could just do what we've always done and just keep putting it towards bombs and bullets because, I mean, that's worked so well for so long, right? It's kind of hard to cuddle up against a Vulcan bullet.
It's episode 271 on the docket, Your Honor. Teaching is normally good. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that people took a look at the notes to see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the hell it was that decided this, this was a good idea out there in uh, South Dakota. But um, yeah, they're figuring that putting up the national motto, and we're going to get to that too, of In God We Trust in a very large lettering font in very i see some my post <laughs> yeah in in uh, very obvious locations 12 by 12. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh me is the, the first thing yeah the first thing that i was thinking was uh so this is what happens when uh rowdy roddy piper put the sunglasses on but without the sunglasses yeah, there's a there's a movie reference for some of you folks. That, somebody actually made that reference in uh, Reddit for that article, and they they actually did a translation where they uh, they were pretending they were Roddy Roddy Piper, and looking at the sign in the school, and and then the sign suddenly saying, uh, "Eat, sleep, reproduce, hate." Or, or okay. die something like that and it's like oh okay yeah same business as usual yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to put up uh let's see uh imdb them no no they. no no it's they. they live yep sorry them is a totally different thing and it's supposed to yeah. have an exclamation point sorry mm. nuclear testing and whatnot yeah. uh so we're gonna we're gonna have at this because there are a number of problems with this some are completely obvious some are completely insidious and others of them are just dumb one would think that some educators should actually be smart about things but we'll get to all that <clears throat> i unfortunately have not heard anything new on rafe badawi's case which is uh, as we know all too well just too much the norm than not as of the recording of tonight's show this has now been seven years one month 13 days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family we are still hoping and we are still waiting by the way it's called they live that's yeah that's 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 yeah that's that's what i put into the oh i see the second one sorry yeah so we're, I've we're seen that. the them part. I was like, yeah, hmm? them. Yeah, like I said, them is supposed to have an exclamation point, and that's the ants from the from the fifties. Gotcha. I remember that when I was a kid, man. That was that was actually kind of fun. I was never creeped out by that. I always thought it was funny, but you know, I guess it's probably because I was able to semi simulate what the ants sounded like on my violin because I I was really bad violinist for a while. I got better. I I, I got better. Anyway, so. Let's, uh, I was told there wasn't going to be math. Uh, you know what, uh, Trippin? Uh, you're right. And if you're feeling uncomfortable, you can always log out. Oh. It's a sign of the times, man. It's the summertime. You like my tan? That's, that's all I got. That's, I'm, I'm not going any further than that. I don't want to be a very radical type person. I'm sorry, what? Oh, nothing. Just the audible version of a face bomb. Nothing yeah. I can see here. Yeah, I know. I know. So anyway, 
So let's let's start off with item number one about this whole damn thing. How? Just, yes, sir. Yeah, just one point. Um, an audible facepalm works better when you have a bit of stubble. Which is really sad since I shaved today. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sir. No, no, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so show of hands for. Oh, by the way, um, Bridget is not with us because she is feeling under the weather. She did get in touch with me. Uh, Joey is still uh, MIA because he's still kind of getting some things organized. He's okay. I did speak with him relatively recently, so we're good there. Uh, and uh, Chris, uh, of course, is still being a pissant because he doesn't show up anymore. Because, uh, well, I, I don't invite him because he said not to. So, you know, fuck off. So the uh, show of hands, like I said, is anybody besides me really creeped out with the idea that there is a mandated you must show this set of words to the people that you're supposed to be teaching in this institution because uh reasons um I, i'm sorry I, i'm i'm a little creeped out by that now thank you very much you know look if it's a catholic school or some other religiously funded school fine if it's an islamic school that wants to put up you know uh verses from the quran or whatever and because you know that's that's all part of it fine but if this is a publicly funded school that is supposed to by law welcome people regardless of faith color sex gender orientation or ideology then that phrase cannot must not and should not be on anything in that school property except the currency because well you ain't got a whole lot of choice about that right now that's a whole other kettle of fish yeah in the article in the article that i sent uh link to uh sujin it said that at least um two students got together from like their school student council or something like that mm -hmm. um and petitioned or went to the group making the decision saying hey look uh can we what about uh can we substitute allah for god or yahweh and apparently they were met with dead silence yeah translation uh, translation is freedom of religion is fine so long as it's my religion yeah, yeah. which uh didn't not wiener but uh, uh who was he, no who, who was the other jag off that um most of the uh, Republicans that are in office right now are like that. Well, no, I want to uh, actually, I think it was Paul Ryan. I, I think I want to call out on this one. I think he said something about that. I remember it was one of the higher ups who said that very thing. It says, no, it, it's, it's freedom of religion. So long as it's freedom of a Christian religion, you know, cause you can have Catholic, you can have Baptist. It, it was one of these mental gymnastics geniuses. And I use that term very loosely. Um, who came up with something? I wish I could remember who it was. You know, at this point, um, I don't know that it really much matters exactly who it was because mm -hmm. that sentiment is far too endemic right now of certain, certain yeah. groups. Now, the big problem about this is, and this is where the whole um, 
intertwined snakes problem comes in is that somehow, some way, the expression in God we trust became the national motto officially. The problem is the de facto, which, which has been, had been accepted as e pluribus unum, was never codified as being official. I so, think it was Eisenhower put it on our money, and people have been using that as an excuse. Well, it's on our money. You don't have a problem spending money. It's like, um, what, yeah, I can in, melt gold in down God, and make it look like something else, and it still spends like gold. So, yeah, what's your point? You mean uh, in God we trust? Yeah. Uh, no, that one goes back to the late 1800s to start with, if I remember right, on coinage. And then later it got in on the... We got it on the bills, I think it was in the uh, the early 60s or something like that because of the so-called red menace. Hmm. Because yeah, it, the, no, because the the Soviet Union was seen as godless. And even if even if they weren't, like even if they were all as religious as we were, back then godless was one of the best insults you could give somebody because it went against the yeah. American paradigm of the time yep the uh commie pinko bastards as as we used to hear once upon a time you know i in never God. heard the word <clears throat> until i heard sergeant slaughter say it back in the wwf days in god we trust is the official motto of the united states of america nicaragua and the u.s state of florida a law passed in a joint resolution by the 84th congress and approved by president dwight eisenhower on July 30th, 1956, declared, in God we trust, must appear on American currency. Uh, Dwight, you dick. Wait a second. Uh, on, wait, he said it for the currency? For print currency? As, as a mandate. And made it the official for the country. It was, it was adopted as a replacement of or alternative to the unofficial motto of E Pluribus Unum. So that was uh, 1956. So it would literally take an act of Congress to get this fixed. Right. Well, or to, to get it changed. And Congress isn't even going to look on that, look at that unless the public sentiment. Now, here's the thing. Uh, there was a capitalized form of In God We Trust that first appeared on a two-cent piece back in 1864. Right. But it has appeared on paper currency since 1957. Okay. So I was off a bit. So it, it was, you were right about the coins, some coins having them, but that it was mandated, that it was declared to occur back in 1956. Yeah. Which puts it at the... Which puts it roughly ten, roughly I know, roughly ten years after the end of World War II, and the Berlin Wall, and the whole East-West Bloc Cold War starting. Yeah, the the Cold War was just, ironically, the Cold War was heating up. Yeah, which is just great. If there's, you know, as we know for well, as Joseph will say, nothing brings out the best in people than giving them a, a, a boogeyman that is supposed to be scaring them 
because they don't know any better to go and check it out, right? I, I would say that. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny about that, uh, the, the godless accusation, you know, God or not, it's all about a central ideology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, communism is the religion. Yeah. So communism, when they kicked out the religion, they were basically kicking out the competition. Yeah. And the, the trouble with that is. And that's not even communism, by the way. Um, that's, no, that's, yeah, we've, I, I think we've been down that rabbit hole a few times. We've yeah. talked about yeah, I, the, the, the fact that there is no one single socioeconomic model that is actually, that will ever work to perfection. Uh, largely uh, because of us. Well, no, it's because of, uh, we have yet to test a system that hasn't been um, a corrupted experiment. We need artificial intelligence to help with that end. No, what you would need, if you wanted a perfectly controlled experiment, you would have to take a society and completely and utterly cut it off from the rest of the world and then impose whatever model you're wanting to try. Yeah, that's because, what I'm, yeah. What I'm talking in the past about a kind of an Ayn Rand situation where at, yeah. at the end of Atlas Shrugged is basically they, um, they were living in a community in the middle of the mountain somewhere. Mm -hmm. Of course, she never got around to describing how exactly everybody and the other thing too, like, you know, I've, I've seen these reality shows where I thought I saw a commercial for one when I was in the hospital about people all living on a commune. And the idea was they would be cut off from civilization and they would be, they would all have to do their part to contribute to the greater good. Nobody really owned anything. Everything was equally distributed. But the trouble was these people came from a previous culture. Even though they loved the idea, when things got hard, they went back to what they knew. So in order for something like this to work, you'd actually have to have a couple of three generations completely steeped in that culture for it to see whether or not it actually worked. The term that you're, uh, I think that you probably would be looking for at this point for that, and, and we're going to pull it back from there because we're, we're getting mm -hmm. down into a different rabbit hole is a complete paradigm shift. Yeah. It's not something that can very easily be a gradual process. It needs to just be a cut done switched over because otherwise it's just antithetical to what you're trying to accomplish. I, I mean, if, if suddenly if, if you're the, the way you live right now, if tomorrow it was turned upside down and suddenly you you had to do you had to follow this god or you had to now follow this ideology um you're going to be a little resistant to that change in fact i would say you're going to be very resistant to that change because suddenly it goes against everything you spent the past 3 or 4 decades knowing as normal yeah. and i had a thought about this whole like hearing what tech said about in god we trust and how it is basically now codified um that's going to make it a tough nut to crack to because now okay the ffrf obviously is is most likely going to step in on this one and start going constitutional but because it's an it's the official logo according to eisenhower 
I'm going to be realistic here, folks. I don't think this is a fight you're going to win. So the problem with the motto in God we trust is it references specific gods, uh, Abrahamic religion. Yes. Um, and the problem with the Abrahamic religion is, is it's very good at not just getting people to follow. It's getting them to feel like they're being um, targeted, that they're being um, belittled, that they're being attacked. Uh, case in point, when they send out kids to go door to door to talk about Jesus, you know, most people aren't going to be uh, open to listening. They have things to do about their day. They might have something in the oven, depending on the time of day they go door to door. Now, this is coming from a guy who, first off, I was born again Christian for a while there. Uh, number two, uh, I also had to go door and door, door to door for uh, when I was in college for a job, I was working for a phone company and people knew to expect us if they had read their phone bill, which most people didn't come to find out. Mm. Neither group, it didn't matter what I was selling. It, neither group wanted me there. Most people didn't have the time of day to listen to me, regardless of what time of day it was. And so these kids, they go in many cases, adults too to try to talk about Jesus and how they're going to save them from the devil and eternal torment. And nobody really wants to hear that shit when they got a baby crying in the background or they've got, you know, a cake in the oven or whatever. So they end up getting rejected and it hits them because their religion is so dear to them. As we, you know, if you really want to understand more about that, Dark Matter 2525 does an excellent video on uh god and self and everything else you know what i anecdotally speaking i wound up at one of these uh real god hog churches one time uh friends of a friend were going to it and they wanted they just had their first baby and instead of it being baptized it was going to be what they called presented because this particular church <clears throat> No, like it was not ordained by any diocese. Therefore, uh, a baptism could not be performed uh, or at least officially recognized or some crap like that. So we, we went to this thing and okay, you know, independent church away from, you know, the, the, the normal Catholics or Protestants. Okay, fine. I, I can get, I can get in touch with that. Cause you know, I've read some history and wasn't too impressed with what we already knew. And let me tell you, the vibe that I got in that place, the, these people had not just drunk the Kool-Aid. These guys had mainlined it and were probably shooting enemas while we were sitting there. Well, like I said, I was actually part, um, I was a born-again Christian. I was part of a group yeah. called Young Life that targets and indoctrinates kids in, while they're uh, yeah. in... So uh, high school. Yeah. So you've seen these people that, like you said, they, you know, hand over the heart is like, oh, oh my God is under attack. I, I've, se I've seen people like that. And let, I, I just look at that and go like, this is some MK ultra reprogramming shit, man. I'm telling you. It is because what happens is after you go door to door 
and you get rejected. You feel your despair, your your frustration, resentment, and a lot of other negative feelings. You, your, your brain is doing all these wonderful chemicals that make you feel like crap. And you go back to your church mm-hmm. and, or, or um, you know, whatever, your congregation, and they welcome you with open arms. They don't judge you. They say, you did your best. We love you. You, you are one of us. And see, we told you you're going to get beat up and people are going to reject you. It's and they're going to fall to not yours. And, and so what ends up happening is now they get all this positive feeling and this welcoming and they're more in love they, with what's going on now and they feel welcome and they know the truth. Yeah, and because I went through the same damn shit and it really gets you. They got this stuff really nailed down. Um, I found the link, by the way, for the Dark Matter reference. It's called yeah. The Real God and Epiphany. Uh, in, in case somebody doesn't want to look for it. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it. And it doesn't just apply to religion. It applies to a lot, anything that a person is truly adamant about. If you ask somebody who is really, really, really adamant about Star Trek, you know, they live, eat, and sleep Star Trek, and you insult Star Trek. They'll react the same way as if you went up to a Christian and said, I don't believe in Jesus. Okay. Not to the same degree. Though, and this is why it's so important not to put this shit in schools. Because most kids, even at the high school level, in my personal experience, haven't really been taught how to think for themselves yet. So if you're putting in religious indoctrination material, even if it's just a phrase, in God we trust, it's a beginning. It's the same kind of beginning we had in the war when they first came for the socialists. And And I I didn't speak up because I wasn't a socialist. You know, and I know I can actually speak again from experience because I'm old enough about school. And I remember distinctly grade my grade five class. We had uh, we had a Jehovah's Witness in the class. Uh, every morning, again, Canadian perspective here, but uh, every morning we would stand for the national anthem. It would be played on the PA system throughout the school. The, Same for me yeah, in, New York, token, in New York. Yeah, the token JW would actually go out in the hall. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know anything about it at the time. Uh, then we would do the Lord's Prayer. And then one of our, one of the other teachers would actually read from the Bible. And the thing is, I shrugged it off completely. And I was like, okay, so they're reading the Bible. Now, years later, realizing just exactly how shitty that was, what they were doing, it was like, I, I honestly, if, if that teacher wasn't dead already, I'd like to go back and have a few words with her about um, what she thought she was doing. However, to be fair, to be fair, I had I was I lived in a small town, and I actually got into an argument with somebody on fa- or a discussion, if you will, on Facebook with somebody about this, uh, asking, "When was the first time you had a teacher who was a person of color?" And I'm like, okay. And I told them flat out, I said, wasn't until I got to university. 
and they were about to say something, I held up my hand. I said, no. To put some context around it, I grew up in a small town in Northern Canada. There was not a whole lot of diversity in that town. So if you play law of averages, you know, every, almost everybody there, when I was growing up, everybody there was a Christian and most people were, were white. I'm, I'm not saying all. And as a matter of fact, I, there were others, you know, there, there were people of color in the class, some uh, people from the Philippines, uh, several natives. And I honestly really didn't give a shit because we were all there for the same thing. We were there to learn. Um, so I can understand how in a small town you could get away with throwing a Bible verse up or doing the Lord's prayer because there's a good chance that everybody in the town is relatively, is at the very least close to being equal, if not equal in terms of faith and, and other things. Now that was admittedly 40 plus years ago. Things have changed. Fortunately. Yeah. And I want to, I, I want to throw a hypothesis out there. I, I even said hypothesis. How about that? Okay. And, and quickly, because there's a piece that I yeah. want to get to also. Yeah. But, and, and again, it kind of rolls into this. So why put the, why put the in God we trust back now? Because I think the elders that are pushing for this have have thought that, well, back when we had it, things were good. We were a good school. We turned out good students. So if we bring it back, we will get that spark back. And I, I can't help but wonder if that's think, part of the thought. I think it's more to do, if you're talking about the elders, it has more to do with the control, they, the power they once had than anything. Well, the followers, the maybe the, the nostalgia is maybe for the followers when, you know, well, to the but, but these, these elders were followers back when it was the, the thing to do. That's the hardest thing to do is to determine because leaders, you've got sheepdogs and you've got the shepherds, yeah. the people who are actually doing the thinking. And then you've got some. Um, uh, let's call them extremely trained believers, and they're they've become enforcers of the rule instead of followers of the rule. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's uh, let's kind of let's kind of drop into this a second. I mean, we can we can go back and forth very easily about the whole the fact that it says God, and it's being put in public schools, being a big time no no because First Amendment, you're not supposed to be taking a stand on this. Okay, whatever. We know that this has been a contentious thing for. Well, easy 50 years at this point, easy. So here's the thing. I, and I, I told the I told the chat that I'm going to drop a word out here for everybody and want to see what you guys think about it overall. And the guys over there in the chat, especially. This, what they're doing, putting these words up in... I forget what the exact wording was, but it was, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me, let me, let me pull up the, I've got the article in a, uh, in a tab over here. It says that it needs to be, here we go. According to the NPR article, it says, quote, a new state law that took effect this month requires the message to be displayed 
remind you, requires the message to be displayed. In an area where students are, quote, most likely, unquote, to see it, such as a cafeteria or entryway. Here's the, here's the word that I want to drop at everybody and get the reactions from, and especially you guys over in the chat. One word, propaganda. Tell me this doesn't smell like the caricature of the Eastern Bloc Cold War post-World War II where Big Brother is watching you. The fatherland is everything. You get the idea. Mm -hmm. A totalitarian, authoritarian state with the church as the authority. We'll tell you how to live. Yeah, it's a theocracy. It's a totalitarian matter that they want. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, if you're deciding for somebody else, you know, how they're going to live, it doesn't matter whether you use, you know, the, the mascot hardly matters, whether it be the little red book or the god or whatever. Um, that's just the kind of hook that um, it's basically a hook. Oh, what was it? Uh, what was that movie? Priest. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Uh, a bit of a low budget uh, B grade movie. I think it was based on an anime. But there was one city left. The rest of the world had been laid waste by centuries of war against vampires. And it was controlled by basically it was their version of the Vatican. And the way they always said it, and you're hitting the hit in the note here, Joseph, to go against the church is to go against God. Yeah, but they just, they're, no, you but, know, that's, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but it's, yeah. it's maddening. What them saying that for me personally is maddening yeah. on so many levels because mm -hmm. they're not only, it's not only disingenuous, uh, it's also a total lack of accountability yeah. because they're the ones making the rules, but they're just offloading the responsibility for that. To, like, some excuse. Yeah. So, like, they're, you know, they want all the the benefits of total control without any of the, uh, well, responsibilities, accountability, uh, anything like that. Yeah. You know, I can do whatever the fuck I want because my my imaginary friend says I can. Yeah. And, and Stephanie puts up a good point in the chat. The joke being that information cannot be controlled now. And they want to indoctrinate the kids when they're adolescent and have access to the Internet. You know, the thing is, you, we've, we've seen these people with, you know, that do the mental gymnastics or have the complete mental break when they see something that contradicts what they know. And the thing is, it, as, as Seth Andrews once said, you know, the whole get them while they're young. Because if you wire them early enough, they can actually be insulated against anything that's out there on the net. You know, you could stare the, you could put a bald-faced fact in front of them, like something that is as, as, as elementary as, if you get pushed, you will fall down, and they will scream fake news. Because they've offloaded. That's also a, a yeah. Without going into a diatribe, <laughs> but um, they, they're, they've 
offloaded the responsibility of their own survival onto somebody else. Yeah. It's the other person who decides for me, I don't want to think about what's uh, good or bad or whatever, or what's real or fake. Um, they're basically the following uh, survival model. I but I it. think, but but you know, we we've talked about how, and I'm always going back to survival. No, I'm using, you're right. I'm using the, I'm using that word a lot, because like I've followed this rabbit hole all the way down. Mm -hmm. You know, Freud was cute thinking about we're motivated by our sexuality, but I mean, our basic our motivation for everything we do, every decision we make, is survival. Now, mm -hmm. if you take someone who decides for themselves what's good or bad makes that value judgment themselves you know how they look at life and how they look at their environment and you know um what to take from it what to give to it whatever what's damaging to it what's not damaging to it and then you've got somebody who hasn't got a fucking clue who's never really taken the responsibility of of doing that and instead they defer to X book, X doctrine and all that. It turns life into just a series of, of life, like thought. It turns it into pattern matching. Yeah. Same or not. Is it the same as a doctrine? If it's not the same as a doctrine, bad. Yeah. If it's same, good. And that's it. So like if this evidence that they have, like, right in front of them does not correspond to whatever you know they were told to to think or whatever doctrine they've been giving then then it's just it doesn't exist i mean it it's just like there's just like you say there's a block in the brain that just mm -hmm. no bad that's it and thought stops there yeah. uh trippin i will get over to that uh right now i'm i'm using a different tab so i will check out uh, the Twitter link in a moment. Uh, but there was something that I wanted to, to kind of drop in on this because I, I had sort of remembered the quote and I couldn't quite remember who it was that had said it. And I went looking it up and let me tell you, um, we quote is really, really helpful sometimes. Let me tell you. So the quote that I was looking for was, Give me the child for the first seven years, and I will give you the man. Oh, yeah. That is exactly what propaganda is supposed to do. Now, the reason why I say that WikiQuote is really great is we had always assumed, it always, quote-unquote, uh, here on the show, that it was attributed to uh, Ignatius Loyola. Apparently, this is disputed. And this is what WikiQuote is telling me, that uh, apparently this may have been attributed, uh, this may have been, quote, attributed to him, perhaps mischievously, by Voltaire. So, take that one with a grain of salt as far as to where it comes from. However, the concept of the quote is far too accurate. Give me the child for the first seven years, and I will give you the man. Is that not exactly what propaganda is intended to do in order to twist and change the mores of the new generations coming up so that whatever it is that you've put into place, however heinous, 
is simply viewed as just the normal day-to-day -day normalcy. It's just the standard operating procedure. It's just the way it is. Yeah. But I think the most important part in any indoctrination is, um, and I'm not so sure in that quote if it was the first seven years. I think it was a, from seven years. Give me the boy, and I'll give you the give me the boy, and I'll give you back the man, or something like that. But the most important part of any propaganda indoctrination is um, keeping uh, impeding the transition to autonomous thought. That's it. So, you know, there's a certain point in our lives where we're expected to quote unquote grow up and um, we become accountable for like all our own actions and all our own decisions and all that. We, we basically, we, we, we learn to survive on our own. And there's a certain age that happens. And, um, you know, I've talked about this many times before. But the biggest part of indoctrination is just just stopping that transition. So, no, um, you would like to ask questions about this. You would like to, you know, know, know more about this thing, you know, this other thing. But, no, uh, you're going to listen to us instead. Yeah, but, but they we, do it in such a way that they they tell you that, look, we know you have these questions, but if you go down that road, your, your life will be hard. Your soul will be corrupted. Well, all sorts of fear. But, yeah, but if you, but, but if you scare fear. somebody, if, if you like it, you tell a little child, yeah. there's, a, there's a closed room and the door is, is closed. And you tell the child, don't you fucking dare go in that room. There's, there's uh, this evil, horrible monster is going to, to, to get you. Yeah, you know? and how well did that work in Genesis? Well, and you see, that's that's kind of the thing. It, it's There that's was a smaller pool of humans at that point, though. Yeah, but they were still children. That's, but that's the smart. irony, because yeah. the, 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 the evil apple um, is actually autonomous thought. It was it's the door. The wisdom, it's the ability to think for yourself, basically. Yep, and that's, you guys remember, that's, that's the one that I kind of hung my hat on a while ago. I, I still I still love that particular item. I should trot that one out again someday. For Lucifer, I mean, he was trying to set us free from oppression and being imprisoned in our own minds and, and you know, this and, garden. And, and the body count for Yeah, there's um, definitely the body count. God's the best. Body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, uh Doc, you take care of yourself, rest well. Yeah, maybe we'll see you tomorrow, Doc. But um, the the idea of trying to trying to I'm trying to figure the right yeah, the, okay the only way that I can I can word I was trying to find a way of of really describing this the only way that I can think of at the moment is trying to herd the group in order to guide them to Smart. where you want them to go. There is Ooh. a complete functional difference in what's happening here with what is effectively propaganda. Prop propaganda. Mm -hmm. I can talk tonight. I really can. It's not the beer talking at all. Um, versus what more cerebral 
concepts would say that you're supposed to do. For instance, the more cerebral would say, teach someone how to learn. The propagandists are the ones that say, we want you to learn this. And there's a complete mm. functional difference in these two concepts. Mm -hmm. And one turns out people who can, as Justice very want to say, who can think for themselves, who can learn how to provide for themselves, who can continue to learn because they not only want to learn, they need, they have a drive to continue to learn. And ultimately, that is for the benefit of not just them, but humanity as a species and the world as a populace. Oh. And it's, it's funny how the people wanting to decide for others, you know, the, the, the rules they give are almost always uh, beneficial, mostly to themselves. Like at any, any given point in time in humanity, you know, you've got um, a group of experienced humans and you've got a group of um, less experienced humans that are at a disadvantage, whether it be a difference in you know, in culture, in education, or whatever, but uh, we can take it back to the most basic example, adults and children. So you know what? the people directing things, they have a choice between, like you say, educating, or they could just totally exploit the fuck out of the situation. And basically, like, make little robots. Uh, I just realized exactly. something. How am I being completely wrong? or malicious in saying that the vast majority of these people who are trying to use this indoctrination and this propaganda in order to make little itty bitty robot people, they're old decrepit cuckolds who in a fair fight for the, the minds and the hearts of the populace can't win in a fair fight. No. And know it. And Welcome you... to the appeal of emotion. Well, it's not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's distracting. <laughs> because Shujin's no, uh, point, but that's the, that's the hook. The, the, but the, the the principle is what Shujin just said. Yeah, is because these people who these quote unquote rule makers, you know, if you look at their actual functional role in society, most of them are just worthless i mean yeah. to the rest of society i mean if they were to have to go no, some of them job are, by not not all of them are worthless some of them are dentists yeah and Somebody, some of them no, no, some no, no, of them no, no, could no. be some of them could be uh solient green i mean there I'm is a possibility that i'm exempting I, i'm making uh, i'm i'm setting specifically the leaders here not the yeah, followers he's talking about the politicians and i'm, I'm sorry i don't care if you de i don't the care rule makers no, no it's <laughs> no it's no no it's not the rule makers it's the puppet masters um because they're the ones setting the stage they're the ones pulling the strings to make the stage exactly the way that they want it to be where nobody is allowed to look elsewhere because yeah. once they do they get to look who's behind the curtain yeah especially when you consider that they get to keep changing the rules 
And if you're changing the rules, then there are no rules. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned with that, and, and yeah, this could be the alcohol talking for a second, but I don't care. And I know I didn't put us as, as not safe for work. I don't care. In this particular case, fuck those guys. Yeah. Seriously, That's if you want to keep moving the fucking goalpost, fuck you and fuck everything that you're standing for when yeah. you're trying to do yeah, that's, that, that's that's why there's four conflicting gospels because yeah. you know the bible was never meant to be read so like if every time you go to church you you hear the same story but hey it's a bit different it's like keep people in ambiguity keep them guessing you mm -hmm. know so that they don't know what the rules are so they're always going to be returning to you to know whether they're, they're quote-unquote doing it right that's why it was illegal for a while to own a bible yeah how well conditioned are these people that when these rule makers puppet masters whatever the hell you want to call them the second you go to call those people out they invoke god or worse or, or worse that you are going after them in an unfair manner when you're calling them out for being unfair themselves whatever Just answer the fucking question and yeah. prove me wrong then but the then second, i'll be in the bad yeah but the second they invoke god they've given up the, no the sheeple run to their defense as a conditioned response Wait, this is what know, this, this is what we face they, they may be decrepit old you know people that you know when, when they fart they fart dust or whatever but God, the fatherland. Yeah, um, all they have to do whatever. is invoke a couple of these things that have been drilled into these kids from practically the day they were born. It's a triggered response. The second they say, oh, I'm under attack, therefore God's under attack because, you know, me and God are buddy, buddy. I got Jesus on my Rolodex. And that's Sorry, exactly that. the problem with the whole in God we trust. The second you go after that, they say, oh, they're attacking our religion. Which, again, that mentality, that response goes back yeah. to like I was talking about they're door attacking, to door. Okay, they're, attack, they're attacking our very concept of survival. They're, yeah. Really, they're, you're bringing into question their their entire survival model. Yeah, but they're so see, like, they're not seeing it as a survival model. I understand where you're coming but, but, from but, with it. No, 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 no. Wait, but, but they just, don't see this, jo Joseph. Everybody here on this panel understands what you're saying when it comes to a survival model. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of people in YouTube do understand as well. But when you're talking to the ones out there who are the godheads, as I used to call them, um, the ones who are the Jesus freaks and such, and you say, look, you need to change your survival model. They're going to look at you like you have just grown a pair of horns and a red nose and look like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If I could clarify, um, sure. because I, I'm fully aware of what you're saying. Right. And I, I'm actually, it's like, you know, I've spent a long time following the rabbit hole as far as I can. And this comes to another point I, I, I bring up often, probably, um, is that 90% of what we do, we have no idea why we do it. So okay, if you're going to try to reason with them with this survival model thing, of course it's not going to work. But it, but I'm saying behaviorally, instinctively, you know, that's what's going on in the brain. It's, it's basically when you offend the, re, re, when you offend, quote unquote, the religion, you're going to get um, a panic response. You're going to get a, a survival response. Yeah. It's like a cornered animal. 
it's it's all the same behavior patterns. And, and it's and not they, just and a survival they response. May not there's even, more to it. They may not even realize it themselves. Like, <clears throat> it, for example, if you're listening to the atheist experience, <clears throat> and uh, as often, you know, Matt Dillahunty is um, talking, he's saying something that the caller does not like. The caller will, almost without fail, constantly try to interrupt him just to stop him from saying whatever he's saying. It's this fear response. And they mm -hmm. may not even realize it themselves. Why am I trying to interrupt this guy? They, they, they're not, they, they're not going to reason with themselves to get that answer. They're just not doing it. And, and that's not just a survival thing there either. It's They also feel like they're personally being rejected, but they're not acknowledging that they're personally being rejected. Because that That's same it. feeling that you get when somebody rejects you, like if you're going out on, if you find a person A attractive and you want to ask that person out and you go and ask that person out and they say no, you get a feeling of rejection. And that's the same feeling that it comes from the same part of the brain that when somebody says, hey, would you like to hear about Jesus? And you say no, that that person feels too. The only difference is all these religious organizations have many, 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 many years of experience of twisting that to make it, you know, they, they weaponize so you, it. They weaponize the hell out of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not great, just survival; it's also rejection of who they are. A great and, answer to would you would you do you do you know about Jesus? A great answer to that is. Uh, Yes. yes, what would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great. Now, uh, Felix has gone ahead and put something, and uh, I'm, I'm bringing this in even though I think this has kind of already been covered, but it said, given a contentious diet of information, you want to be, quote, the truth. Reward a given train of thought to some who is still too young to question the philosophy. Sorry, the the, uh, the word the word that you used is not the right one. So uh, forgive me. I'm going to edit just a little bit uh, to question the philosophy, and you get a group of right or wrong will go to the grave for that ideology, which is pretty much the same thing. Teach them that this is what's normal, and they will continue to believe that up until they die because they simply can't accept it. Uh, for Yes, but yeah, because that's, why, that's, sense, that, yeah. that's also why, you know, followers, they want absolute, they, they want to hear expressions of absolute certitude in their leaders because, you know, that's who they depend on for, for survival and any sign of incertitude with them is, um, is a weakness. And I think that's why when you see, when you actually get one of these so-called religious leaders or even a politician, when you get them down to the point where they're practically mumbling, you know, to, to quote, no illusions, you know, well, Jesus, 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 Jesus. They're trying as hard as they can to save as much face as possible because of that whole kind of blood in the water sentiment. Okay, hold that thought, because to follow up, Trippin had also just put uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, the want, um, the want to live back in the past, 
the World Wide Web is emptying the pews. Like they say, knowledge is power. Control the knowledge, control the masses. Yep. And that kind of goes back to what Tech had said earlier. Once upon a time, it was illegal to own a Bible. Uh, and, and I, I, I kind of uh, clarify that a little bit further. In your native language, that's well, at one point where it the was illegal. Was. Point. It was illegal. And I would love to go back to um, the Middle Ages. It's a big question for me. Dude, they uh, would what... kill you in the Middle Ages. Yeah, in the Middle <laughs> Ages. I, I, I would really like to know, and it's a question I still have today, was illiteracy imposed then? Ah, that that is an interesting question, Ooh. actually. That is. I wonder... It was there probably, are some community, like, it was, like it was look at what's going on in Islam, it's forbidden for women to learn in some communities. Sorry, Tech, I cut you off. No, no, it's, it, no. Uh, you make an excellent point. It was also probably a multi-part process where everything was compounding on each other. For example, when you live in a time where there's no medical science, people are, you know, women are dying at the ripe old age of childbirth. If you don't have four or five kids, your family's probably not going to make it through the winter with the farm and all that other crap. And when do you have time to sit down and read you know, because you're working from sun up to sundown, and when the sun's down, you're prepping stuff for tomorrow, and then you're going to bed because you're drop dead tired. There's and, also the need, because yeah. uh, at the time in medieval times, when they after the the, the especially after the fall of Rome, um, you might people, not have the need because there's nothing to read there. Nobody saw outside. You know, people would spend their entire lifetime in their village. They would never see outside their village. And there was a time where books were only held by rich people before the printing press. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of, tons of, like you said, there's tons of reasons. Yeah. So but everything kind of compounds on itself. And if ooh, you look ooh. at human progression as an o overall uh, in that area of the world and then see how the progress that humanity was making in that section of the world. And then when the dark ages hit all progression stopped on scientific and philosophical fronts and so on and it so reversed forth. Reversed, it, 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 yeah, it didn't just stop. It technology. went down. You know, yeah. Guys, um, this actually triggered something that I remembered. We triggered from, him, Joe. Yeah, no, not 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 quite that bad, but <laughs> no. In, in university, I had to take a, um, an ancient medieval history course, and I, by the way, I loved it. But um, part of what we talked about was Constantine, because really, a lot of this was his fault. Um, oh no, 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 no! But it wasn't him. It was after uh, well, Constantine was only the first Christian. Well, yeah, um, it was. Let him yeah, finish. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. In any event, it, there was something I recall. I was I was looking for things about for a reference to this, but it, it kind of goes to the illiteracy thing. Of course, there were a lot of people that you know didn't understand the language of the burgeoning now Holy Roman Empire, and so icons were made, pictographs, objects, ways to convey the God, way to ways to convey the Christian religion in nonverbal ways so that people could understand it. And then, as I recall, I think it was after Constantine died, there was some kind of reformation where all of these icons had to be destroyed. But that wasn't that paganism? 
I don't know. I believe they were using something. Well, they, they were kind of using the pagan approach, but to promote Christianity at the time. And, and again, I'm going back 30 years here, so please bear with me. Um, but as I recall, there was a, I, I want to say the iconoclasm, but I, I probably got that wrong. But a lot of these Christian artifacts and icons were destroyed by the church. And are you, no, are but you're talking about the first schism uh, maybe. the Orthodox and the uh... possibly again, like I said, this is a long time ago mm. that I learned this, but it makes me wonder if that was done so that the church as an institution would would have sole control over the narrative. Like it, it's it makes a powerful you, tool, granted, it, no matter how it, you it put is, it. It is, it is. But but having that power to say that, no, look, um, this is your God. And if you have any questions about it, you come to me because I speak for God. And then, what? you know, th this religious icon or th this book that I'm quoting from, only I know how to read it. Imagine again, it, it take that analogy and then transpose it to, for example, you've got uh, some people living in, in the middle of a forest in a clearing mm -hmm. in the middle of a forest. And you've got yeah. the, the, the village leader um, saying, you do not go into the forest. I will tell you what's good or bad or dangerous. You do not do this without me if you do it at all. Wasn't it the plot Instead of an M. Night Shyamalan movie? But but I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I, I, I totally see where you're coming from in that one, though. Um, no, it, 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 it is comes that... back to the. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for repeating myself, but it always comes back to the same behavior pattern. You've got the you know the leaders imposing a quote unquote worldview on on followers, and I call a worldview. By the way, when I hear worldview, I think survival guide. But anyways, people's concept of reality. So you're not going to decide for yourself what reality is or not. We will decide for you. Mm -hmm. And therein, you'll also find the, the rejection of evidence even when it's presented to them. Because I mean, to people who decide nothing for themselves, reality itself is a concept. It's, it's not... It's According to, to Robin Williams, what a concept. Well, it's... <laughs> it's and I think a lot of it, that's where the... Um... The whole, you know, we, we live in the matrix BS comes from. Well, is... yeah, but it, it, it basically comes from the human comfort because like people go through life and they go, okay, if I follow X behavior pattern, I will get rewarded. And if I follow Y behavior pattern, I'll get punished or I will feel bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you've got all around that, you've got this second onion skin of, you know, conditioning where you keep people within a close knit community where the patterns are always the same. So like um, the, the example that uh, Tech gave earlier, you know, the door-to-door -door rejection, you go into the outside world and you try X behavior in Y environment and it doesn't work. Well, come back to X environment, then everything will be all right again. You mm -hmm. know what? Hold, hold, hold that thought one second. Um, I know that we've kind of gone around a couple of different ways uh, on this and we got about a half an hour and uh, I still want to get to uh, a different piece of this all. I want to kind of challenge uh, the folks who are listening at this point to uh, to really think about this for a couple of seconds and realize how insidious this whole, you will think that this is normal no matter how heinous an idea it would be. We're not going to go to the slavery thing. We're not going to go to 
having guns and how many people are being shot and shit. We're not even going to go to any of that. Think about this concept for a second. Male circumcision. It was for decades just a normal course of events when a new male is born. Didn't even consider it. Didn't even think about it. Nobody thought about it in the terms of, well, why would I not want to do this? I mean, that's that's what you do, right? In the secular community, that's the way that it had been for decades. In the Jewish community, even to this day, it's still considered a normal to oh. do this. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. To do no, we're not this. Getting into the details. No, no. To to do this in a ritualized style publicly after seven days after birth, I think it is. In, and with no doctor present. And with no doctor present. In a in a manner that under any other circumstance would be considered sexual battery of a minor, to put it nicely. Genital mutilation, sexual battery of a minor, um, and potential um, uh, uh, biological assault, depending on whether or not there is an infection on the moil, if the moil has an infection. Because there are babies who have wound up with hepatitis from the act. Or worse, Uh, end up dead from not just that, but from things like syphilis. And that is something, to the best of my recollection, can actually be, um, can actually have it be genetically tested, identified, and traced to the individual who had it and transmitted it over. Yeah, Dallin. I was going to say, uh, you know, to say nothing of the herpes. That too. You know, um, I, I yeah. believe that was one of the there's, big there's ones nothing- recently. There's nothing like giving your newborn child herpes. I mean, what greater gift can you possibly imagine besides that and polio? Yeah, well, look at it this way. I mean, it, syphilis, it's its what was good enough for uh, some gangster in the 30s that they could only get on tax evasion. I'm thinking of somebody in particular. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea who you're talking about, obviously. Uh, f- uh, not not, not It definitely all. wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. Yeah. You weren't no. at right. Uh, no, um, you weren't at. Uh, uh, I wasn't born yet. Shit! Who the hell? Where? Where? It, there was uh, not Rikers. Sing. Where the hell am I thinking of? Sing Sing. No, uh, The Rock. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing good. Couldn't remember. Well, the last time that I thought about that was when I saw the MythBusters thing when they were trying to get off. Of Alcatraz, and uh-huh. that goes back a good three years. The last time I checked that out, anyway. Yeah. You know, um, something that we talked about uh, in in Capone, terms of, of thank you, Trippin. Wait, you, know, you weren't being sarcastic? No, I'm I'm quite serious. Al Capone died. Uh, no, no, I I know that, but I, I I can't believe you blanked on that name. I would have said something, but honestly, it sounded like you were just trolling. No, I honestly <laughs> truly couldn't remember the goddamn name. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> No worries. <laughs> See, never, never Ugh. think that I'm being dumb by choice when I could be stupid because I'm just, I, I don't know. It's late. Anyway, go, tech, you know, finish. We're talking about why Sorry. this is a bad idea. And part of the bad idea is the schooling that's going on in, in American country. 
uh, or the country of the United States of America for those who are outside. And um, which is my her, pet complaint. Or should I say nation? Her nation. Uh, anyway, um, the, the the complaint is legitimate when we have lack of education. Now, right now, I'm just suffering from a severe lack of sleep. But when we have a severe lack of education, our children don't, don't grow up knowing better. They don't know their rights when it comes to dealing with the police. They don't know their rights when they go to court. You know, they don't uh, they don't know their rights when they're buying products in a store because different states have different rights. These are things that people need to be aware of. They don't know their rights with with regards to religion. Now, if religion had its way, it, your only right you would have is to believe in it, no other, and do exactly as they tell you, and that's it, end of story. But we do live in a secular country. We live in a country where it's your right to choose your religion if you so choose to. You have the right to choose no religion if you choose to do so. You have the right to not say a word to the police should you choose not to. You have the right to an attorney if you're being charged with a criminal offense. You have the right to look at the facts of the product that you're buying written on the side of the box. But without education, people forget these things. Without proper education, it is easier to turn to somebody and go, why are you reading the side of the box of that cereal for? It says it's healthy right there on the front. You don't need to read the ingredients. I'd like to replace, from what you just said, I'd like to replace education with accountability and responsibility. That works too. That's all part of the educational program. Yeah. Well, because see, you really, even no matter how much you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, but as soon as you... That's not before, what I meant. That's not what I meant. What no, I meant let, was, let, no, no, part no, of the hold, education... Hold it, hold it, hold it. Let him, let him finish. We, let we did it finish. for you. <laughs> Joseph, okay. finish. Yeah, just before you even make the decision of educating yourself or, you know, um, you, you have to decide to allow yourself to be educated. Um, I mean the accountability becomes before everything else i think because you know i could be in a new environment not know anything about it but you know instead of um running straight for the information desk i might want to decide for myself you know uh, to have a look around myself and see how things are do you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to, at a child's age and now we're going back to this transition that I'm talking about between like quote unquote growing up that's not happening. I'm uh, done. Sorry. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, hold on, Tech, because I, I think I I, th I think I might have a, a, a sideline to kind of go along with where part of what you're talking about. The, part of the problem that we end up with is the ignorance quotient. How do you know that you don't know enough to make a proper judgment on something? It's an impossibility. So the problem becomes the accountability is on the shoulders of those that are supposed to be imparting the knowledge on how to evaluate and how to instill knowing that you need to learn more. And that's a real tough concept because I forget who it was that said it. It could have been Plato, I think, that would say, or it could have been, I forget who the hell it was, 
who basically said, there are no bad students, only bad teachers. The concept being, your job as a teacher is to inspire the minds that have been entrusted with you so that they will want to continue to learn. It, it's and funny that's that, something that many don't want to do these days because Mr. of red tape, amongst others. Well, they want to be authorities. But it's, yeah. it's really funny that the teachers, in, in my life anyways, the people I've most respected and most trusted are the teachers who say they impart to the best of my knowledge. They present you know, their, prop, their own experience as their experience, as their experiments, as their you know, whatever they've accumulated through life and they present it, they present it with their own limitations. Like going back to what you just said, we can't know what we don't know. Um, and the people are most mistrusted are the teachers, the teachers who give quote unquote lessons as absolute truths or absolute, um, absolutes. Yep, the only time where you can say something is an absolute is when you're dealing with time. Or vodka. In anything after that is subjective to various well variables. Yeah. I can't I can't believe I just said it that way. But yeah, the, no, that's well, close life. I mean like I don't know is for people who reason, it's you know it's actually it's not only a perfectly acceptable answer it's also an invitation to to know well, whereas yeah. a follower um it's that's that's gonna it's a trigger okay. and, and here's um, where here's where it can go really wrong um i've been through the university and college circuit if you will and you look at grade school and high school and a lot of what they teach you is by rote. You know, your, your mathematics, you learn your concepts, you know, be it algebra, chemistry, trig or calculus, trigonometry, whatever. There's, there's a set way of doing things. You're presented with this problem, you know, solve this equation, find this variable. Uh, then you're given a word problem and then maybe you have to construct the math, the, like the, you have to construct the equation to solve the problem. And my, my grade 12 math teacher, God curse him. Uh, he, he was good at throwing a few curveballs at you, but cut to college where now, of course I took the it track. I, you know, computer science and everything. I didn't learn per se, a particular language of code. I didn't learn a particular platform of database management. I didn't learn a particular way of a, a particular program to design table diagrams and how to, how they relate to a certain database. Yes, I did learn a platform, but it was only to practice the concept that I was taught the idea of a relational database system, for instance. And once you've got that, you speak all languages. Bingo. Yeah. See, and the, the ultimate test of this was we were given, uh, this was in my client server class. Yes, I actually had a course called client server. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gerald. Can I make uh, a side uh, note? You know, yeah. it's, 
about a side note because if you if you did learn in university by the time you got out of university uh, whatever you learned was most likely already obsolete uh, exactly you know and, and this is what this is what i'm getting to so uh, i was in in one of my lab classes i was given a problem sorry. uh create create a database manage or create a database model that does this and we were given explicit instructions on what it was supposed to do we were then told to do it on 10 platforms and we were given 12 to choose from and it was everything from visual basic to paradox to fox pro to um power builder um Ooh. and a couple of three others that I, I honestly can't remember at the time uh sql server was not one of them because that was still in extreme beta at the time yes i'm old i can uh, well imagine that uh, dbase was probably one of those that was in there somewhere you know what i think it was actually yeah, at that point it might have been ashton tate too i'm sorry am i showing my age too uh, just there we bit? go yeah yeah hey, I used to saw that um no thankfully we we had we had advanced a little bit past fortran at that point thank god well my condolences yeah okay so um but anyways yeah, but to my, okay to my point if these schools with the in god we trust are going to start you know everything's going to be by rote and there's not going to be any hint of here's a problem i need you to solve it but you might not have the same tools today or you might not have the same tools then that you have now or you go to work for company x and company x doesn't have what you were taught to do to solve that problem if you don't if you're not ready for that piece of thinking on your feet then well what happens you know you, you become a high school grad from one of these in god we trust schools and the only thing you're good for is what working at uncle jeb's hardware store till you retire like he did like uh, it, yeah well, yeah it, it's yeah it's it's, it's 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 like you said it's survival of that society it's the continuation of this microcosm they're, they're trying it's, to ensure that i yeah um it's also self-contradictory uh, because people who don't think for themselves well you know why do most programmers uh you know basically end up uh, being anti-social living in caves um because, because that's the most efficient way for them to concentrate i live in a condo we, thank you very much oh yeah well, well it's kind it's, of a cave well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got one okay it, it's got theoretically well two exits uh, one will get you um, in the hallway. The other one will probably get you dead when you hit the ground. What your computer? Your computer chair? It's not an eject seat. I didn't have enough money for that particular model. Okay. Well, maybe next year. Yeah. But, <laughs> you might point. That'll be my next bonus. <laughs> That's my upgrade. Yeah. Start, start a Kickstarter. You, you've heard um, of the bug out bag? I've got the bug out chair, folks. <laughs> yeah. Too, too bad about my three stories of neighbors above me but <laughs> you see i got two below me so you can see but, my problem just, okay going back to what you were saying it, it's funny because I, I thought about this a while because you know when I, I think back to my childhood and my education um basically you've got you know society is set up in a way um like tech said it 
it's programmed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got a choice. You've, you're giving people a certain set of tools and that's what education is. Um, but education these days, uh, like you said, it's, it's by rote. It not only gives you the tools, it tells you how to use them. And all this is, yeah, I should backtrack a bit. You've got a basic, you've got a, a programmed society. You know, it's, it's, it's functioning in a certain way uh, along X patterns. Um, you can either go with the flow or you can use the available tools to do your own thing. Now, when 90% of society is go with the flow, um, you know, um, you're going to, you're going to learn X and X yeah. tool so you can survive in X, uh, quote unquote, outside world, like to work for X boss in an X way who needs X things Now you, you follow the pattern. And that's basically what education is doing these days is just basically giving people the means to survive within a given predictable environment does that make sense yes, yeah it does. I, I i will say one thing though um i i, I don't want to completely discount um things being done by by rote provided that it's under the assumption that you're learning the basics like what one plus one is two that that's by rote unless you're common core then it's an acid trip but that's another story entirely okay, we're, we're 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 not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's that's a whole other thing it is one okay but anyways yeah but what i'm saying is that um some of the things by rote are some of the basic foundational things upon which you should be able to build at a later date so that you know if i'm if I'm doing something that is, you know, completely unrelated to what I, I did in, in school for math, but I suddenly recognize, like I, I zero in on a problem and I realized, wait a minute, th this is, this is a ratio. I, I can, you know, write this out and I can come up with, you know, what is X? So having learned the thing by rote is fine, but also realizing that I can then apply it to a real world example moving forward, I think is a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's the best talk, way to learn, actually. Yeah, but but we talk about you know how we stand on the shoulders of 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 those who came before. Well, okay, scientists do. I I don't stand on anybody's shoulders because I'd hurt them. Um, you know, they, they got so far with the mathematics they knew at the time. The next generation comes along. They have the foundation. The, the by rote stuff that, you know, say Einstein put together and then they expanded on it because in that, in the intervening times, there's been new concepts, new ways of thinking, ways that were invented based on the foundation. You, you see where I'm coming from with this? Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. It, it's like, I would not totally discount by rote, but I would not use it as the only. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think take that yeah, very I quickly because I've got something that we really have to finish off with. Yeah. Okay. But but basically it comes to if I could take this way down the rabbit hole, but I mean very quickly. basically 
you've got a closed circuit and by rote is a closed circuit in the brain, which means it's basically, it's a pattern, mm -hmm. but um, actually using it is really integrating it with the rest of your brain functions. Like for example, yes. mathematics and all that. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, anything useful, any useful tool we learn, we integrate it with the rest of our, our processes. It becomes a part of us, basically. Yeah. There, there is no, it's like the, um, there were programs in the 1950s when um, um, they were teaching children, uh, they would play something during the night while a child was sleeping. Uh, for example, the history of Egypt. And when the kid woke up in the morning, they'd ask him at breakfast, okay, what did you, what do you know about Egypt? And they would like total blank. But uh, if the parent began reading the exact text that they were played back during the night, uh, that they were played during the night, the kid could continue um, mm -hmm. by rote the, 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 the lesson. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think that is, I think the, the the biggest thing about education is to get you that closed circuit, but then to show you, by example, how it can be integrated into the rest of your mental circuitry. And like yeah. you said, you don't understand this yourself, and you don't become responsible for it yourself, and it doesn't become a part of you until you're confronted with a real life situation, a real world yes. situation. Yeah. Um, really quickly. Uh, first off, as far as to doing something by rote, um, I just want to go on record as saying that I don't have a problem with doing stuff by rote if it is the lowest level concept stuff. Because when you start getting into high concept stuff and it's by rote, to me, that gets really close onto the whole um, brainwashing mentality. Mm -hmm. You will know these facts this way because we are going to tell you over and over again whether it's true or not. As an example, the War of Northern Aggression. That's my example on that. Now, the link that uh, Trippin had sent earlier is where I'm going to kind of finish you guys off with. The story is... Uh, Highly disturbing, and it comes to us from NBC News. There was a ranch that uh, children, 27 children, had specifically been removed from what was a private youth treatment program, which was called uh, the Ranch for Kids School in Rexford, Lincoln Montana. County. Yeah. Okay, now, this was a religiously operated group with, with individuals who had, let's just go ahead and say they were not exactly accredited. You could have stopped at religious operations because if you look at any religious I, daycare, they tend to get past all the accreditations and shit. True watch enough. Jesus, but there, there's Jesus camp. Uh... uh don't, don't okay. No. Okay. No. We'll, I we'll, think we'll I do, just yeah. We'll I, do with the, we'll do with that one uh, another time. However, one uh, a couple of the very specific items in this article, and it will be in the show notes for people to take a look at. How they treated some of the kids was, to put it mildly, abuse. 
and I want to get your, uh, you guys, uh, I want to get your, your reactions to this. Quote, the health department said tips and reports of, quote, egregious abuse, unquote, at the ranch had been rising, quote, in both frequency and severity in recent months, unquote, including allegations that, and reminding you, these are allegations. As far as to has anything been proved at this point, we have to give the benefit of the doubt, but there's always the idea that, you know, where there's some smoke and more smoke and more smoke, here are the items in the bullet list. Children were hit, kicked, body slammed, and spit on by staff members. Staff members inflicted, quote, persistent psychological abuse, unquote, on children, including prolonged isolation. Children were forced to go on 15 to 20 mile, quote, disciplinary walks on remote forest service roads in harsh conditions. Food was withheld from children. A nail gun was shot at a child. That might have been a misfire. The fact is it happened in the first place. Yes. Now, here's where I want to finish with because we've only got a couple of minutes left over. I want from you guys. Two of us don't have children. Two of us do. So our perspective is going to be very different between the two camps on that angle. However, we have all been kids. We have all been in educational environments. Considering this was supposed to have been an extra, a camp of sorts for, by the way, I should also mention specifically for adopted children. And not only adopted children, but many of the kids apparently had disorders as well. So, so you can where, you can add on special needs onto that list. So to that that end, end. Yeah, to that end, as our closing, I would love to get from you guys individually what your reaction is, knowing that stuff like this does happen in places, maybe not necessarily here because we have to give the benefit of the doubt, but we have heard similar situations for instance not just in this group but over in new york city where we have to deal also with pastor manning's group having very similar um allegations being thrown their way and the deciding factor that pulls it all together seems to be religious indoctrination and conformism trying to be forced on Never mind, let's not even go down the whole rabbit hole with the conversion therapy groups. Which, fortunately, more and more states are saying, no, that's illegal shit. You're not allowed to do that. Joseph, I want to get you first, and then I'll bump it over to Tech and kind of back so that we kind of get no kids, kids, no kids, kids. You get you get where I'm going with Joseph. Mm-hmm. Have at Oh, where to start? Um, it's uh, and and, and to yeah to be to be fair, I know full well. Um, kids or no kids, 
putting ourselves into these positions mentally? I'm, I'm thinking to my own childhood because I mean, going back to this, uh, it goes beyond religion because I mean, um, it, it comes back to this um, auto, autonomous thought or not. You know, because if you don't think for yourself, whatever you've been programmed with is your survival guide. And basically, um, you have no other choice than to educate, quote unquote, your kids with exactly the same thing you've managed to make it thus far on. That's, that's, like, that's one education quote-unquote education like scare quotes <laughs> education system there is and then you've got the 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 autonomous thought example so you're going to see the same the same pattern everywhere because i mean um physical punishment and physical abuse is is just a means to break um to break somebody to break them out of uh autonomous thought to um, basically crush them, crush any notion of um, independence. That's it. Yeah. Say it. Me? It. Joseph, I put the thing in there because I thought that it was the, the term you were looking for. Oh, uh, what, what was it? Uh, conformism? Yeah, well, conformism. But to a conformist, there's no other choice than conformism because they don't know anything else. So basically, you've got... That's religion. Um, you've got bots. You've got robots programming robots. That's exactly what religion does. And... But you see this, it's even beyond religion. Religion is just the, the, the God thing. It's just the hook. I mean, it, it I might mean, be, be beyond religion, but that's the tool that they're using right now. Tech, we're closing up. Let him, let him finish. You, you'll you have your opportunity in a moment. I, I am done, actually. Oh, well, all right. In that case, go ahead. Well, I hope that made sense. I mean, yeah, because if, <laughs> if I left you hanging, that means uh, no, you're, I missed something. No. No, I, did, I just didn't want tech to be interrupting you because we're we we need to rewrap again. I want to make sure that everybody's got their their last item. So, so tech, go ahead. My my logical response to this was, uh, okay, there might be one or two things that were accidents, like you know that somebody was using a nail gun to repair a board and it went off because of a misfire. I've dropped a nail gun. It's not not a happy moment when that happens. Okay. Who's using a fucking? And if nail you've got gun kids around, kids. it's even worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So a responsible adult wouldn't be doing that with, you know, in regards to being around a whole bunch of kids and with disabilities. Suggests... Joseph, Joseph, we're finishing. Oh, sorry. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I did it to him, you know. Um, but there's a lot on that list. And one of the things the article does point out is that the investigation found that unlicensed counselors cared for children with serious disorders and that children were often isolated from their parents for months with no way to report abuses. I'm sorry, when I went to camp, we always had a way to reach out to our parents. You do not cut kids off from their parents like that unless it's some kind of special boot camp, like for example, um, even the Boy Scouts. Even the Boy Scouts had a means to get back to the parents through other adults, you know? 
in some way, shape, or form. Uh, my emotional response? Here's my emotional response to, to those quote-unquote uh, camp counselor, whatever people want to call themselves. That's my emotional response as a father. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, for those of you that are wondering, uh, that was the business end of uh, a muzzle. In in this case, specifically a nerf muzzle, but the, the point is well taken. I, I just wanted to add in one, I put it in the comments, but to, to Tech's point, I wanted to add, not interrupt. But the nail gun, the nail gun, that also suggests that the kids were... Um, it could have been an work. adult who dropped it. Yeah, Yeah, but what? it also suggests that the kids were being made to work. What are they doing around a nail gun? No, well, no, no, not necessarily. No. It could have just been a guy working on, like, a board could have come loose on, like, say, a cabin. And they were using a nail gun to put it back up, but it slipped, it dropped, the nail went flying off and almost hit a kid. You know, some okay. kid thinks, oh, it was shot at me. Now, the other side of that coin was, uh, could have been, they actually shot it at a kid who they felt was getting annoying. Which is possible. Which is, it is possible. Just, it, is, it is not too I, terribly difficult to... Right. Uh, to I, uh, I, I just wanted to underline that the, the fact that child labor and slave labor still exists in the church and religious. Agreed. You know, no, no, no and, argument. And it's quite possible the third option is exactly what Joseph is saying, is that some kid was using it and shot at another kid with it or dropped it, almost shot him or herself. Could have been anything. We just yeah, don't have the is, facts. Which is, which is why I was saying at the moment. Well, the kids were on the work site and they weren't allowed to use the gun, but the adult leader shot it at them because it, they weren't behaving. Again, that right now is all alleged. We don't know what yeah. the actuals are, so we can only speculate at best. It is pure so, speculation. Yeah. And so as far that, as withholding food from a child, if oh. those children are truly disabled and, and potentially have dietary restrictions or dietary necessities, you could kill them, asshole. Dallin, let me throw it your way because, uh, again, kid, no kid, kid, no kid. <laughs> yeah. But I do have enough nieces and nephews and grandnieces and grandnephews that this kind of stuff still, it affects me in some way. And it affects, you know, even those who are one degree away from me. Because, I mean, a lot of my nieces and nephews are now having families of their own. But, I mean, I remember how they grew up. And they're probably suffering the same thing. So if there's anything I can do or anything we as more rational people can do to make sure that <clears throat> a reasonable educational system is still in place for those one, two, and three generations beyond us, you know, then yeah, that, that is something everybody childless or with child or without needs to think about. Like a lot of people say, well, why should I have to pay pay a school tax i don't have any kids well no but the person who takes care of wiping your ass when you're too old to do it yourself in the seniors home might be one of those kids whom your taxes actually saves and gives a decent education to those kids are your future customers too uh, yeah a more but, uh, educated but if, kid gets better wages and better customers they are yeah, but a lot of people don't see that. They, they, they don't 
Ah, to borrow a quote from a Conan magazine, they have the foresight of a milk-fed calf. They see nothing but the immediate future of that nipple in front of them. Here, and here when you're talking about escorts and stuff like that, that might be the thing too. <laughs> but that's the thing, is there's so much short-sightedness in, in society these days. And that's, uh, that's the thing when people jo don't know how Joseph, to... Joseph, Joseph, we're done. Yeah, we just Dalla, don't know. Dalla needs to finish. I just and don't I know. I don't know how we're going to dig ourselves out of this. Um, there, are, there are a small amount, of, a small group of us that are, you know, are more critical thinking and stuff like that. But I, I guess it. I guess it's our generation that helps chip against the wall. The generation after that will chip against it. Maybe someday we'll get through it. But we're going to need a wrecking ball at some point. Can I add to his point? Just one thing. All right. Um, because if we're going to contribute to a greater society, first off, we have to be responsible for our own survival before we can think about the survival of our fellow human. And like Dallin said, um, somebody who has no clue how to survive by themselves, they have only their own comfort level to, to go by the here and now. And that's it. And I think that's the that's the pattern that's that's happening. So on my side of it all, having a kid, there is no way in hell uh, I I would let something like this happen in the first place. You you guys would know if anybody has listened to me long enough for any length of time, really, you would know full well. Ain't no way I would let my kid have anything like this even come close. I mean I remember the whole thing you talked about with the, um, you know who going on the trip. Remember that one, the school trip to that uh, to that one location. If it, uh, that that probably would have been uh, the fifth grade thing. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll deal with that another time. I'm certain. But here's the thing. Schools are for educational purposes. They are supposed to be for imparting the collective knowledge to the individuals so that they can either use it for themselves in order to continue to live, thrive, and survive, or to help later and to add to the collective knowledge later. We have the model of the library which is something that goes back almost as far as as human civilization itself almost the idea that we have knowledge to impart even though the in the earliest the library was simply passed down from tongue to tongue some stuff was written down and a lot of stuff was written down. The library at Alexandria survived for, I, I forgot exactly how long it was. It survived for several hundred years, as I recall. I, I've forgotten exactly how long it is. We have no idea how much knowledge of the old was lost 
over successive generations because it wasn't all destroyed in one shot. But there is another place where our continued knowledge, our continued exploration of the unknown is giving us the opportunity to relearn lost information. The stuff that was charred and otherwise what we thought of as having been destroyed in Pompeii. We have advanced to the point where we can actually start to lift the ink off of the charred pages from what used to be books or scrolls that were killed in Pompeii. We are slowly and steadily learning this stuff. We have pages of tomes that have ink on them where after we look through the ink and scan the stuff in and lift the information from the ink, there are other scribbles on the back sides that were otherwise erased, that were otherwise covered over, that were the writings of other great minds that were lost for centuries. And we're now able to lift that up. Tell me, in which religious tome through the ages is the idea, the concept, the how to build, maintain, and operate a magnetic resonating imager that allows us to do this? Where is the information in any of these tomes that explains to us what blood pressure is and how to measure it? In which of these tomes is there information that actually properly explains what to do when a tsunami hits? The only way that we can continue to evolve and survive as a species on this rock is to learn how to surpass it so that one day we're not relegated to just this one rock. One day, one day, somebody will actually be able to look back here and go, that's home, that's earth. And be able to see home as a distant memory, a speck of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Tell me in which tome tells you how to get there. We need to get out of here. And of course, as always, everyone, thank you for being with us. We hope that you had yourself fun, found something worthwhile in all of our ramblings at some points. And thank you for being part of it all. We really do appreciate it. So all of you guys over there in the, uh, in the uh, chat, Thank you very much. Uh, Trippin, by the way, I just uh, I just saw Egyptians were doing eye surgery. Uh, no, they were doing uh, complete brain removals through the nose. It's a completely different animal, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, 
thank you to the uh, to the class for tonight. Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good morning, and uh, I hope that your week turns out well for you. It's gonna be uh, cooler. Quite. Oh, fuck! Two days ago, that was hell. That was absolute uh, all-time record. And that's broken. why Americans invest in air conditioning. Yeah. What What did you guys hit? 105. Uh, Last I saw, forty-two point two the all-time record uh, Christ. for 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 Paris, uh, and you know, and I've got an Iranian friend coming in the week, and he just called me on the weekend, and needed all of a sudden to find an apartment and come here. So, I'm going to check up on how things are happening. Things are heating up in between the Iran and U.S. No. Yeah, that's 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 a whole other ball yeah. of wax. Yeah, we you just don't have to worry about that. We're making show. deals with Saudi Arabia anyway. Well, oh, that'll later. Fix things. Later. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So I've got a yeah. lot of shit to look up on. So you take yeah, care thanks. of yourself. Please be safe. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. And I'm sorry for you know if I take discussions um, places, but there's there's so much to talk about. Oh, I know. I know. And and. Believe me, the, the fact that we're at two hours normally anyway is a far cry from the hour that we started with originally. And it was just like, shit, we just got good. Uh, f- all right, fine. Two hours is where we're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Joe, if, if it's getting real bad again, just remember to drink Brondo because it's got electrolytes. We, you it's know, what a body needs. I, Brondo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's what plants what crave. Is. I'm going to... Do I have to come down there and start smacking people? <laughs> Joseph, please just be careful. Stay hydrated. And, and seriously, you just be safe, man. You just keep the tongue-to-tongue education system going. Something like that. Yeah. I, I like that concept, you know, education through French kissing. I could get behind that. I, yeah. you know, uh, Unrenote Tech, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Yep, you guys have a good day too. Remember, yeah. don't come knocking while baiting. You could slip and impale your finger. It's a whole other thing. I like money. And don't forget, Costco loves you. I'll just take your word on that. Uh Dallin. Yeah. Um thank you. Yeah, of course, as always, you know, it, it feels like only yesterday that we were talking through a whole bunch of this, some of this stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's amazing how time flies, you know, must, must be that age thing. Um, anyways, one question or one thing, um, I won't be here next week. I'm just putting that out right now. Um, next week I am heading to my hometown for a bit of a, uh, family reunion. Yeah, it's a, it's a family reunion. Um, some people know what it's about. Uh, it's a family reunion. Fuck. Yeah, uh, of sorts. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm leaving next Thursday, and I won't be back uh, to my home base here until Monday evening. So uh, that kind of nukes absolutely everything I do online for for that entire weekend. It's, it's like I'm com- I'm going completely off the grid here, folks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully in the meantime, we'll be able to get the uh, the audio version of the show up to date. I think I'm just, I'm last week behind and this week, so I'll try to get that done. 
That's over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And then, of course, for myself, if I've got something else I want to bitch about, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the eighth, right? Uh, bu- 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 let's see. Yeah, that's that's Thursday of next week. Yeah, but uh, well, no, next week or this week coming up, uh, I'll be leaving August first, which is the Thursday. Oh, I was looking at the wrong day. I'm just pulling up my calendar because I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'll be leaving August first, and I'll be coming back to my place on August fifth. So like I'm back in the office and everything on the sixth. Okay, okay, so. I, I I got you. Because uh, I'm looking at, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't I don't have anything on my schedule. Maybe maybe I'll I'll cover your DJ time. Maybe. <sighs> well, somebody's got to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, can't just point your fans. Well, it's it's finally starting to get a decent audience now. So, you know, I remember those days. Oh, uh, I remember those days playing to a, to an empty stream. I remember. Oh, God. you know the the sad part is I still get them. It, it, it happens. Yeah, like although last Sunday, a mid afternoon show, and I had just I, I had literally taken over from somebody who was more into electronic music than anything else. I switch over to what I normally do. Everyone stayed. Like on, yeah. on a fifty on a fifty listener stream, if you can peak at twenty two after being back on the air in that slot for two weeks, you're doing something right. We'll see Good. if that delusion holds tomorrow. <laughs> Good man. So, thank you all for being with us. If you'd like to go ahead and uh, get in contact with us, all the information is as was said over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, listen to you if you want to send a voicemail message that would be 859-HCTV-554 859-4288-554 and of course if you want to drop a couple of dollars it's over at patreon.com slash hctv yeah one of the few times i actually got hctv fortunately because i i couldn't do that on twitter because somebody else took it already Mm. fuckers you know whatever yeah i'm not bitter i'm not bitter A little bit better but uh be looking forward to talking to you guys again uh next week uh as a reminder tomorrow today because it's today it's sunday i'm gonna be up in toronto later today in about uh 12 ish hours for the uh fertile equinox uh staff barbecue very happy to be uh, helping out with that i'm gonna be making some ribs uh in the morning to take hopefully the border won't have a problem with that because i'm taking it for a barbecue i mean eh? uh beyond that we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys next week uh it is probably going to be a little bit on the weird side because we have to start doing something a little bit different i'm going to make making sure that i've got the final ironed out this week because we are gonna have to do a different way of doing it there's a technical thing we may have uh, some problems next week but we'll try to get through it as best we can i will make sure that it is simply an open topic night this way if we have a problem we're not gonna run into any real problem but we'll work it from there otherwise you all have yourselves a good week we'll be looking forward to seeing you very soon and until the next time we get together as always i wish you all the peace i no longer have i wish you the strength that i've learned i wish you well and of course my lady all these years later I am still in love.
Matane Fujin. I love you and I miss you. Dream of me. As always, until the next time we get together, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.